someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production Good evening and welcome to Late Night Large. I am your forbidden absence, Aaron Bliss. And alongside me sits an appealing stout, Mike Large. Evening, everyone. The theme this week is uh, taverns, boozers, alehouses, dens of iniquity, lady liquors, libation lair. Pubs. <laughs> Public houses. It's been a, a subject close to Mike's heart for many years. <laughs> And a subject that uh, was bound to be covered at some stage. A subject, hopefully, for some mirth and merriment tonight. Mike, first of all, tell us how important a public house is to your social sphere. Very. <laughs> Pubs are, you know, they're the centre of the, the community, aren't they? OK. Well, they were at one time. I don't know. No, they still? are. They are in this village, anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. True. Touché. Okay, I mean, especially if you live in America, pubs are apparently, public houses are deemed the, uh, well, the the epitome of Britishness or Englishness. Do you think England is kind of encapsulated in pubs? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the spirit uh, of England, if you forgive my brilliant pun. N- no, I'd, I'd... Well, yeah, as much as... It, I'm not sure what that says for the country or... I think it says everything. In the <laughs> On this most English of days, when uh, a Syrian slayed a dragon, do you think it's a working class thing? Is it a class thing? No, no. I don't. Let me let me I... let, let me give this to you, okay? You, as I mentioned, Dickens. Cool. Do you think pubs originally? Uh, do you think pubs have have changed their purposes, or, in, or or have they just widened their demographics? Because, to my understanding. And again, this is probably just based on the kind of Dickensian literature and what have you. Pubs rose up again f- for the working classes. They they were a way for the working classes to associate with each other, to you know uh, let off some steam, Depends. cope with the pressure of uh, of the society they were living under. And it was also a way for the hoi polloi, the aristocracy, to keep them out of harm's way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas you look at it now. Pubs very much cater to much wider kind of audience. It depends what pub you go to. Depends where you are. But it wasn't always like it wasn't always like that. I mean, it's got that way because of you know how much capitalism's expanded over the last thirty odd years. But do you not think? I guess. Okay, say say the seventies. I know neither of us were around, but do you think? uh, I mean, you you wouldn't have thought many middle class people would be caught in in pubs as such, would you? They'd be more like trendy wine bars and what have you. I guess. Yeah, no, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, do you? I I think it just depends on, especially around here. Like a lot of people, D- Deddington is. I, th- I think. Oh, mm, it's difficult to to say that about Deddington. I mean, because there's a lot of people around here that have, you know, more money than sense, <laughs> and people like that, and you know, they drink in the same place as I do. 
Yeah, no, no, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Would you agree that, that that's been a, a definite, definite kind of social evolution over the last 30, 40 years? That yeah, I guess it now, certainly wasn't always that way. No, you wouldn't get such a mixture of social classes, really. No, but I mean, I guess it can only really be a good thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, anything where people of diverse backgrounds can mix and mingle and, get, of course, get inebriated together is is a, probably a, a good social tool. Get my it? grubby mitts on some posh tie. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah. and obviously the the posh totty looking for their uh, bit of rough, eh, Mike? Yeah, Backstreet guys. <laughs> Backstreet guys. Someone will take him off a dirty alley. That was uncalled for. Is there an argument that there's a lot of inauthentic pubs now? Do you get what I mean, right? Yeah. I'm thinking of... You're not your typical English, British, well, British-like pub. Hang on, let me finish. That's what you mean. No, well, not quite. What I meant, right? Obviously, we use Weatherspoons as an obvious example of the the brewery chain. That you know, what what I'm saying is it's uh, it's originality off the shelf. Do you get what I mean? Like, say say Weatherspoons acquires a pub in an area. What they'll do is they'll give it the decor that they think that people want, or they yeah, it's, it's shelf bought. Uh, uh, quirkiness. I mean, okay, th- this, typical is, village this is another example of the evolution that I was talking about. Is it just me, or 40 years ago or more, most pubs, I think, were, were owned by landlords, weren't they? Yeah. The landlords owned, lived in the pubs, ran them, maybe maybe with their husband or wife, maybe, you know, they ran the pub and then lived somewhere else, but yeah. they generally, you know, they owned the deeds to the pub yep. and they ran it as a business for themselves. No. Now it's there's another tier of management. Now it's almost like the landlords are only employees of the brewery chain. Yeah, and their cut is a lot smaller. Hence, why so many pubs seem to be going out of business these days. Yeah, no, that's certainly Would something that's that? happened. Yeah, I'd say that's. But what I mean is that I think personally that's connected with what I was talking about. The quest for originality, right? You go somewhere new, you know, and a, a quirky little pub catches your eye, and you go in, and, you know, if, if there's a... I mean, OK, it's a cliche if they have a log fire or whatever, but if there's something a bit unusual about it, like, for instance, you know, that there are pubs like with, you know, a collection of board games or some something that makes it stand out, and you think, oh, I've never seen that before, or, I don't know, weird paintings, mm. sculptures, all kinds of things... Things that make you kind of raise your eyebrow, and, and you know, then you go home and tell your friends and go, "Oh, there was this little pub we went to, really, really funny, quirky place." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, in, years ago, that was down to the landlord, landlady, whoever. That was their personal investment, you know, in the place. Do you know what I mean? That was yeah, their personality yeah, yeah. that they imprinted on that. Whereas now, no, it's not. You get brewery chains who say. We need to make it, you know. We need to make it quirky. We need to make it original, eclectic. We need to draw people in. People want different-looking pubs. But if that's, you know, a brewery chain that's made that decision, you know, doesn't that remove the character out of it? It's not like, oh, this is our identity. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have quite have the same feel, does it? Obviously, you're talking about how it's changed over time, but mm. there are still differences you see in places, different places you go. Like, for example, a village pub would be very different to one in a city. Village pubs generally, generally tend to be untouched by the brewery chains, although there are obviously examples of... That's obviously not always the case, but yeah, Mm. you do get more likely to get a... Authentic originality in village pubs. 
Yeah, yeah so you got rather than yeah. so that yeah. Um, it's interesting. Each to their own, I guess. At what different people look for in a pub. Okay, let me ask you a question. What What's the quirkiest, most original? Let's say most original pub you've been in. Is there have there been anywhere you've been where there's something that made you think, oh wow, that that's pretty cool. I haven't seen that before. Okay, if you can't think of a different, story, different lagers. What? <laughs> well, not obviously not. Because no, I mean, what, what would you? Okay. What would you? What would you like to see? I've, in what, a pub? Mean, what would draw you into a pub birds. and make you tell people? Now, obviously, the pub can't really affect strippers. Strip club. <laughs> strip. Strip pub. <laughs> strip pub club. Pub, Top, pub topless pub? barmaids, isn't we? <laughs> yeah, that'd draw me in. <laughs> we know what would draw Mike into a pub: topless barmaids, free bar snacks, free bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, there should be more of those. Every wall panelled with flat screen TVs showing yeah, every game. Get the football on, yeah. The... See, okay, show me a pub like that, I won't leave. <laughs> True. No fair but who play. would? Pubs, as we know. Social theatre. Yeah. The, there are a few things that, that people are fond of in pubs. Uh, the most obvious thing, we're, we're not going to touch on that yet. We all know why most people go into pubs originally. But there are also little side shows going on that uh, that interest people and, and keep people coming back pub snacks for instance these are snacks you know people don't eat them in other circumstances really do they pork scratchings yeah that's what I'm saying nuts so l- let's let's try and think of the the ones that we've that we've generally come across in pubs the classic pub snacks well pork scratchings like obviously yeah peanuts peanuts Crisps, generally. Cheeselets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Scampi fries. Bacon fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, remember, they come in those packets, those tiny packets, and you would never buy them from a shop, would you? You'd never buy a packet that small. (laughs) So that's that's what we mean by pub snacks. They are defined by being in a pub. You would not buy that size of, of treat in any other circumstance. You try and think exclusively pub snacks. Yeah, because we all know pubs have like latched onto. Oh, we'll, we'll have a few bags of Walkers, but you know that's not really a pub snack. Mister Porky, obviously, classic uh, standard. standard. Yeah, classic uh, pub supplier of salty treats. Yeah. But yeah, pork scratchings. Do you know what? I remember the days when you used to be able to buy tangy toms oh, at pubs. I love tangy toms. I know. Sat much missed, sadly missed. I bet you can still buy them up north. You're probably right. You can buy a lot of great crap that we used to buy when we were kids Let's go up north. Let's go. <laughs> pub snacks. Do you, are you are you a man for pub snacks? Yeah, why you of course you are. Why, I've seen you. Why are you asking I, questions that you know the answer Sorry. To? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you many a time. I'm top pub snacker. You're, you're, pre- you're pretty much, I think, the only person I've seen who regularly orders his pint with a bag of crisps, bag of pork scratches. Yeah. Should we, should we, should we, do we mention pubs specifically talking about them anyway oh well the red lion hot dogs now uh, the red lion in Deddington I was about to mention that because as we're talking about pub snacks that's one area in which pubs can really strike out on their own you know with their originality is you know with the diversity of snacks yeah now let's be the fair the hot dog idea was a yeah, bloody brilliant exactly. one exactly let's, let's be fair when you're in a pub and it's been proven that when people are intoxicated, they don't want salads, 
they don't want fruit veg yeah exactly you you don't want anything that's going to uh, be good for your constitution despite like the fact you're battering yourself with drink you want something greasy and horrible and you want something that packs a punch as far as taste goes I wouldn't be surprised to see pubs in the future serving kebabs <laughs> I can't wait anyway uh, to be honest that's broadened, broadened us off because uh, pub snacks if you're limiting it to pub snacks the hot dogs probably just about come in because they only need to be warm briefly but obviously pub snacks is different to pub food and pub food as well has its own little niche lest we forget for instance you know the basket of chips oh yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, the, surely pubs patented the basket of chips yeah I'd say so because I can't think of any uh, other situation no. you have a basket of chips no no pubs classic pub foods and pub snacks that's what you know that's what keeps the uh, slightly less hardcore drinkers coming back I would say as I said I, I, I talked about cigarettes as well didn't I the, if you could still buy them one of the finest moves by the Labour government of which there wasn't that many but one of the finest moves personally was the smoking ban in pubs mm. well we would say that as non-smokers ah but I've even heard smokers defending it and saying it was a good oh, idea oh I, I have as well I've heard I've heard the thing is there's been there's been like unwarranted positives for both sides there was obvious positives for non-smokers um, you know you can have food wherever in a pub without you know the threat of getting mouth cancer um, you didn't have to cough your lungs out you didn't have to like breathe through your hand all night you, you know you don't have to wash your clothes for the, the beer you'd spilt down it as opposed to the smoke that had reeked stuck to it and the, I mean there's been unwarranted side effects or, or positive side effects from it as well that maybe weren't anticipated you can ha- you have like lovely smoking areas now in pubs so yeah, it's given them an true. extra dimension and Especially if you're a bit of an antisocial smoker, all of a sudden you're forced in, like, into a small area with like-minded people. What better opportunity, for instance, to chat someone up that you uh, you quite fancy the look of than when you're standing right next to them smoking I've, a cigarette? I've gone into. I don't smoke, but I've <laughs> I've gone into smoking areas for that reason. It to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I well, I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't taken advantage of that. But no, I have had that idea. I've, oh. No. I've wandered into smoking areas and thought, this is fantastic. What a great opportunity. Because, you know, for most people who aren't might large, obviously, it's quite difficult to speak to strangers. And the only time it becomes slightly easier is when you're forced into a situation, a scenario where you're in close quarters and you instantly have something in common. You know, that's why most people meet their partners at school, work, things like that. But, of course, in a smoking area ideal especially if your said crush happens to be lacking a light yeah well there you go instant come on baby light my fire perhaps wouldn't say that (laughs) perhaps that's where you've been going wrong Uh, thanks Mike so do you think the smoking ban overall has been positive yeah so do you think people were wrong to say that it would spell the death of some pubs well clearly it hasn't I'd probably argue that there there have been a very select few that probably have, mm. but no, 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 these no, no. no these pubs I'm thinking of, you may, you know you got the grimy who yeah, who hard ha- drinking cl- uh, uh, pubs anyone everyone think of anyone and everyone you know or even know of mm. have you ever heard of anyone that doesn't go to a pub anymore because they can't smoke inside no 
Because they want to go to the point. pub, they'll go to the pub. Although, you know, Mike, we should also you know, mention that we do come from, generally, in the, in the main, uh, an affluent middle-class area. Whereas, you know, if you were to go, say, to a very grimy working-class pub where the clientele were of a certain age and of a certain persuasion, perhaps that has affected their trade, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you are. But I think overall it's been a massive positive. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's and it's moving us in the right direction. It is very, like, definitely cultural progress. Like you progress. say, everyone doesn't have to go home with their clothes like stinking of it or like wake up the next day with a load of like black bogeys and stuff that's just disgusting to, I'm just saying I'm just adding it in there I'm just throwing oh it in there what you saying you never had that no that's you're such oh, a liar you're a liar that's vile Mike it's not vile right we'll be right back after another drinking related song Late Night Large refreshing the parts that other shows just can't reach since 2011 an ode to flaccidity through excessive intoxication. The good old dead Kennedy's there. Mike, has that been an affliction that's ever blighted your uh, your life? N- uh, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Normally, I, I'm I'm good for that though. While we're on the subject, Mike, let's have a let's have an anecdote because uh, I believe you're on a a dry spell where you refuse to drink or consume too much uh, junk food tell us tell us the story of how you fell off the wagon on Saturday despite not wanting to drink with me a couple of Saturdays back I'll stop being a not I don't cho- choose so, uh, shut up about that right yeah I uh, I think it'd been about five weeks no alcohol consumed at all no junk food gym like pretty much all the time nearly every day yeah and uh and how did it change well, the gym and the the food the gym hasn't changed the food generally hasn't changed either although I maybe I didn't I didn't have a kebab no <laughs> okay. but I, maybe I've, I've slipped a little bit with the food I'm not eating quite as healthy as I was but I'm certainly eating healthier than I was before yeah and I've had one slip up with the drinking because what you were coerced into it by your superiors at work well, I have right? been, I've been coerced into it nearly every day since <laughs> I started and I don't know I think do you know what it was they were giving me shit right as they would do all the time oh no, no you're boring you're boring I'm not boring I still go out more than most of them I'm still the first one on the dance floor <laughs> I still give it the big un <laughs> brilliant I, I can do all that sober yeah, true. Um, it is true. I, yeah, I still go out, I dance, I pull, I or sober, sober. I don't, don't need... be too arrogant, will you? Well, that's what I did the weekend but, before. But, <laughs> <laughs> but can I uh, can I also just add, Mike, that you are quite a, a funny little sausage when you uh, reach your your limit? Because for anyone who's unacquainted with this, when Mike 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 can handle his drink to a certain extent, but when he does reach his limit. <laughs> His body language instantly changes, and he gets very scowly and leery, and also very uh, fond of molestation as well. I believe you g- grabbed more than uh, one person's genitals while heavily intoxicated. Male, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I don't molest females. That's not what I do. I just males. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
it's um is that what happened on saturday <laughs> did you get into mr larry mode no i don't i don't get i don't get larry really are you gonna tell us anything i'm not that? saying i'm not saying i haven't ever but generally i'm 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 more fun than I don't, I don't ever want to fight. I just want to have fun, and sometimes that conflicts with other people's idea of fun. And uh, oh, obviously, there you go. But um, well, he knows. He knows. Yeah, I I did. I slipped up Saturday. Okay. I, I hit the drink. Well, my boss. Uh, hit you. My, 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 yeah, the, yeah. Then the drink turned round and delivered a big <laughs> right hand. Uh, boss said that uh, oh. Just drink, just drink. If you drink, you don't have to buy a drink all night. I'll buy all your drinks. I'm only a man. I mean, <laughs> and what sealed the deal? Yeah, Greg it? Ross. <laughs> I said wow. no. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. When Greg gets, and then it was when Greg gets here. We'll see what he says. And when Greg got here. I um, said to you him, fell in love with the Greg Ross face. I fell in love with the Greg Ross face, <laughs> and I decided that whatever he said was going to go thinking that he'd support me back me up as he has done before yeah and they explained to him what was going on and, and how I said well if Greg says then maybe I will <laughs> if Greg says the question was asked he turned around he looked at me and made a, a drinking gesture oh and just said get on it Greg how could you how could you be so, so treacherous I blame Greg um, I do too and maybe I'm slightly less in love with the Greg Ross face. No, I'm slightly more in love with the Greg Ross face. Every day. <laughs> every day. You wish you could see him every day. Well, I wish I could see Greg Ross every day with his pants around his ankles <laughs> and a smile upon his face. That's enough of that, Mike. In joke. Yeah, sorry. Um, anyway. But okay, yeah, no, and then no, I no. got... Oh, go on. Went into town. Didn't did the old Bill get involved? <laughs> yes. Right? I got... Mike, you got the filth on your tail. <laughs> I got kicked out of the club. Smoky bacon. I don't know why either. I was quite annoyed by this and the bouncers wouldn't give me an answer and wouldn't speak to me and were being dicks. Ended up having to call the police to remove me. Brilliant. Wow, I paint a good picture of myself, don't I? You do. Mike Large. And then, just to paint an even better picture of myself, I guess I wasn't ready to go home, so I went to the titty bar. Yay! Uh, I went to the strip club. Mike doesn't mean to be this demeaning to women. It's, uh, <laughs> yes, it was clearly the intoxication that did this. He wouldn't normally... Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't normally uh, advocate that kind of night out. <laughs> Don't lie. Anyway, Mike Large, uh, soon to be read about in a court report near you. So, Thanks. Mike, on the subject of your little anecdote... Iconic drunk people, Mike iconic Large. drunks that you might come across in pubs. Mike Large. <laughs> Give me no, no, no. Hold on. Let's try and go through some of the characters. The characters that make the public spirit in heighten the public spirit. <laughs> Matty Gibb. <laughs> Matty Gibbs, mate. No, no, no. No names, all right. Get him in the pub. <laughs> Every two minutes, he'll go for a wee. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So Matty Gibb has a weak bladder. He is he? top, yeah, weak bladder. <laughs> oh dear. Top, top weir. <laughs> top weir. <laughs> Okay, enough name dropping. I'm talking about standard, standard kind of uh, homogenous, uh, generic drunks. Okay, for instance, when you go into a pub, there's always one guy or girl, whoever, who spends the whole night on the fruit machine and doesn't talk to anyone. Yeah, you've got your person that will, you've got your people that will just orientate themselves around a, a jukebox or something like that. 
and just uh, you've got the your, thing is with got... the, yeah, but jukebox. You, I mean, as opposed to a fruit machine, yeah, you do get the people who get really arsy about the jukebox. Yeah, like they'll kind of barge in if they see anyone approaching the jukebox. They'll kind of uh, complain if their songs haven't come on after a while, and then you realise after you've staggered up and selected a song late in the night that two hours later all of their songs have only just finished playing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. So, yeah, those people are bastards. Um, you got your you got your people that just sit in the corner and drink by themselves. You're quite pe- normally older people that will just sit in there and yeah. just happily sit there all night and just dr- <laughs> and just the, drink to themselves. And the, and the head just nods slightly from yeah, side yeah, to yeah. side, and then maybe you, the odd <laughs> every time someone they know walks in. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Well, you obviously you've got your your standard Larry knob like it ruins everyone's night that'll have a look someone they don't recognise who the fuck are you or you know take offence to things really easily where normally they wouldn't and yeah and then you get then you get the classic locals diving in and going no 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 it's not worth it it's not worth it yeah yeah, yeah. you're bad sunshine that kind of thing if you say so Uh, (laughs) you you get uh, what else do you get you get your you get your cheeky chappies oh god let me guess, you fall into this category. Well, you can make your... You can <laughs> make your you own t- you, Yeah, you tell me which one I fall into, <laughs> but... Well, Larry Twan, now and again. Oh, yeah. Uh, cheeky uh, chappies. Also, well, I just d- happy to be there, you know, just go dance around a bit, I'd also, mingle, okay. get involved in everyone. <laughs> Not like that, you filthy... <laughs> Speak yeah. to anyone, okay. go around, makes their way round the pub as a, obviously the opposite to the sitting alone in the corner, just drinking quietly to themselves. Yeah, and uh, in that same category, you got your jokers. You got okay, your jokers, yeah. the people okay. that are just reel off the jokes. You know, perhaps they they're, they're builders. You know, to, yeah. they they send spend all day to send the text to each other like oh, jokes yeah. and that. They've always got something some jokes. You got your storytellers, raconteurs. Again, yeah. you normally the you're barring older people. Um, yeah, always got a story. I'd also for everything. F- I'd, oh, definitely, because they always think their life is very much more interesting than everyone else's. But I'd also go as far to say, in that same category as the like joke tellers and that, there's always the person who gets the stage of drunk where they consider it their duty to cheer up anyone who looks miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know those people. You're sat there just trying to mind your own business, and they'll come over and they'll be like, smile. Come on, come over with us, have a dance. These kind of people. Obviously, yeah, go on. Who you, well, I was just suggesting sometimes you might want to glass them, but they are generally good-natured, genial characters. Obviously, their fatal flaw, their fatal mistake, is trying to get the person who's been stuck to the uh, fruit machine the whole night, only left it for uh, toilet breaks, or maybe not even toilet breaks, maybe they just relieved themselves down the side of the fruit machine or to get drinks and scowled at anyone who came near the machine do not try and get them on the dance floor or even get them to converse with you in any way it's not worth it unless you know them obviously <laughs> even then it's not worth it I would argue also another another person another classic that I'd throw in is the mutton dressed as lamb there's oh, always the older yeah, woman yeah, yeah. usually wearing too much makeup completely sozzled She's she's you know, hanging she's, out of her dress. She's in her forties, yeah. And she, but she 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 thinks she's you know twenty years younger than she is, or she likes to think that she still 
gets all the guys' attention. Yeah, she thinks she can walk in there. Mike Large is going to turn his head. And... <laughs> <laughs> Depends on That's what she's classic, wearing. Like. <laughs> Depends on what she's she... wearing. He still might, but uh... yeah, middle-aged strumpet. They're always one of those, and they're they're deadly because once the cougar gets her arm around you and she's like alright my love you having a good night and she'll lean right in close so you can smell her breath and look down the top and look down the top if you're if you're so inclined yeah and which I normally am of course because you're usually in a worse state than she is no, anyway no, no, no. we've rambled on for a bit we'll be right back after uh, well let's just say this is uh, it's not quite a pub song but it's a condition you might get in if you've been drinking a little bit too much. Get your stinking rat out. It's late night large. Pub jukebox item there. Dead or alive. If you do find the room spinning round like a record, baby, right round, <laughs> and you're in bed, sit your leg on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant advice, Mike. Leg As out ever. of the bed, on the floor, stops the room spinning. Genius. Thank you for that, Mike. And also another another great thing to stop the room spinning is to just uh, dip your dip one of your hands in warm water as you fall asleep. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I can't guarantee that. Wouldn't advise that, <laughs> Mike. One of the great things about pubs, of course, is you know the idea of draft beers, a beer from the tap. Local ales. Yeah, are you a fan of local ales? Obviously, uh, there's Camera, you know, the campaign for real ale, and you know, there's, I think there's other campaigns for, you know, make sure local ale doesn't die out. Mm. I mean, obviously, we're lucky enough to be, well, lucky enough. I, I don't drink it, but we're lucky enough to be pretty close to the Hook Norton Brewery, of course, pretty renowned uh, nationwide for for their ales. Worldwide. Worldwide. They won. They won international awards. Did they really? Oh, yeah. okay, that's impressive. Okay, are you are you a fan of? Local ale or real ale? Um, I'll be honest. When I go to the pub, really, I just drink lager. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't not like. Like. Did you? So you don't have a refined palate, though. You don't, for instance, you you can taste a really nice, distinguished ale from a a box standard one. I like to think I could. I probably not as well as people that actually drink it on a regular basis. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, obviously, I I could drink it and know what I like but that's a bit different do you think it's an uh, do you think it's an age thing do you think it's more more I older gentlemen who well, get into the ales well it's just yeah well yeah but because you know, they've the been drinking it for longer haven't they so, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's God's sake. that's it's kind of naturally yeah no but I mean for instance you know there are stages in your life generally yes in your, in your early 20s and probably up to early 30s if not later you know, you you drink you Lager, drink to get yeah, drunk. Right. Yeah, you drink to get drunk. You drink socially. I, I what everyone else is drinking, and what what you think the women will <laughs> like to see you drinking. And it's only you know when you get to that stage where you're comfortable with yourself, and maybe your circumstances. You know, maybe you're in a family or whatever. Then maybe you start getting some more refined drinking of the real ales and what have you. Would, do you think that's true? Generally, I mean, and not drinking out of tankards. Yeah. Oh. I like classic tankards I love the old guys I don't know if John Chaney does it I love I love the distinguished old guys no, who take their own old. tankards oh okay but there are old guys who, who come in in uh, you know their suit jackets or their their tweed jackets and they carry their own tankard yeah, in there well some have, have from behind the bar they leave oh, them yeah, in their local oh yeah their own tankards yeah. they leave them there 
I, local I, legends. Yeah, I used to. I went through a phase of <laughs> drinking out of tankers just because I thought it was cool. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it is cool. It's very cool. So I think. specifically request one. Of course, that's another mark of a great pub, isn't it? How they treat their locals. You know, if yeah. you make your locals feel special, then you know you're going to get a good clientele because any pub can pack them in on Saturday nights. It's can you get you know the the locals the handful of locals to make sure during the week that you're making up enough money to cover your overheads if you get what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. and then you make your money at the weekends exactly and then you make the big money at the weekends okay another great facet of pubs obviously is pub games in any other circumstance grown men probably wouldn't play these games with each other would they but you get into a pub scenario things like backgammon dominoes I don't think chess is really massive in pubs. Uh, can you think of any other games that... Darts. Aunt Sally. There you go. I mean, Aunt Sally particularly. <clears throat> what other scenario could that have Paul. sprung up in? Yeah. Uh, Paul and Snooker, yeah. yeah. Obviously they're not exclusive to... No, pubs, but, but I, I think Aunt, no, Sally, Aunt Sally and Darts, definitely. Yeah. You know, their origins are in pubs, aren't they? Yeah. They are exclusive pub sports. Drinking sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we'd probably better not get on to drinking games because that could go on for a while. And But drinking games, obviously, are <clears throat> part and parcel of the uh, pub experience. But have you ever played backgammon? Or, yeah, or, I've played... Oh, like, really? I've played, yeah, I've played all sorts of games Dominoes? in pubs. Dominoes, yeah. Played against, <laughs> played against you Dye. old man! <laughs> Dominoes. Wow. Yeah. I thought the only Dominoes you were familiar with was a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ah. no, for anything, card games and that, yeah. Card games, yeah, of course, because obviously you can't get the smoky little pub, uh, smoky little back rooms in pubs now, other than, I guess, uh, crime syndicates, pubs. You know, the old poker in the back room, the smoky back room, that, that's always an iconic scene, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm always one to get involved in something <coughs> like that if it's going on. Why not? Why yeah, not? It's a, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good, good point. <coughs> the one major facet of pubs that we haven't touched on yet is, of course, the name of pubs. There's a lot of different ways you can name a pub. I mean, if you go on Wikipedia, you get pubs that are named after royals, ships, places, cru- mythical creatures, mythical creatures, animals, farms, crude puns, all these kind of things. You never know what you're going to get with a pub name. But uh, through two of the the big names, uh, as far as pub research goes. I think there was the British Pub Association and Camera, the campaign for real ale. According to them, the most popular pub names in the UK are the following. The Crown, The Red Lion, Royal Oak, White Hart, King's Head, King's Arms, Queen's Head, The Swan, The Railway, The Plough, The White Hat, uh, sorry, The White Horse rather, The Bell, New Inn, Rose and Crown, Oh, no, sorry, and that's it. That, that's the, that's the oh, yeah. definitive get, list. I've been to at least... I've been to... Uh, well, most of them. A pub called... Mo- like At least one I pub can, Yeah, I can names. think of three or four no, that are I, in this area. Yeah, I, I can think of three or four <clears throat> Red Lions, for example, in, in this yeah, area. Yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't have to travel more than about five miles to come across a Red Lion, surely. No. I'd imagine White Horse and White Hart are probably right up there as well, in this area. yeah. Bloody loads. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Banbury's got four or five of those. Yeah, the, the Plough and Adderbury, isn't there? Yeah. Bell, uh-huh. New Inn. We should just Swan. say, by the way, for people who aren't familiar, we come from Dennington, a, a, t- a small market, ex market town, notorious for its number of public houses. 
I can't remember what it had at its peak. I think it had as many as 12 pubs in the past. Which, for the size of this place, is It's incredibly small for a town. It's, it's quite a large village, but a very, very, very small town. And uh, it currently has five establishments. Five? Isn't it five? Uh, I guess... Hulkham, Hulkham doesn't, exist, doesn't exist, anymore. exist anymore. I guess it was five. Yeah, five. But again, still well catered five, for. Five, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the finale, Mike, I thought we'd have a bit of fun, okay? Pub names. Weird and wonderful pub names in the UK. I've decided to come up with a list, alright? And you basically have to tell me <laughs> whether the names that I'm reading out are real or just made up, okay? You bloody idiot. Yeah, I've done a little bit of research on this. So... <laughs> Here we go. So I just want hit it. I, I don't want any ponderance, okay? Instant answer, yet yeah, uh, real or fake. Here we go. Thatcher's head. Real. Cock and camel. <laughs> oh, real. Golden ghost. Real. The horny sailor. Real. The Turk's head. Real. Ye old trip to Jerusalem. Fake. The Grotty Grog House? Fake. Pilgrim's Progress? I'm going to say real. The Cat and Custard Pot? <laughs> Fake. The Cock and Pussy? <laughs> I wish it was real, but I'm going to say fake. <laughs> the Horse Harridan? Real. The Vestal Virgin? Real. The Jolly Taxpayer? <laughs> um, do they exist? Um... <laughs> Oh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say real. The honest politician, definitely fake. The no quiet woman, quiet woman. Again, yeah. I'm not sure there's such a no. Um, quiet woman. I'm gonna say real. I think there's a pub somewhere called that. Okay. Nowhere in particular. <laughs> fake. The morons wager. Real. The Japs eye. <laughs> fake. The Blind Harlot. Real. Ye old Fighting Cocks. <laughs> um, fake. Bishop's Finger. Real. The Kidnapped Infant. Fake. Boiled Bones Tavern. Real. I like to think so anyway. <laughs> I bet you would. Okay. So, a quick round-up of those answers that you gave. Okay. <coughs> Thatcher's head, you said real. It's fake, I'm afraid. I made that one up. Although I'm sure there are a lot of northern towns particularly who'd like that to be their name. Cock and Camel, you said real. And yes, it is indeed a real name. Uh, Ghoul and Ghost, you said real. Fake, I'm afraid. And I'm afraid there's no such pub as far as I know called the Horny Sailor either. Oh, uh... <coughs> The Turk's head, you said real. That's correct. Your trip to Jerusalem is actually, not only is it real but it has a claim to be the oldest pub in Britain. It's really? in Nottinghamshire. Huh. And and your old trip to Jerusalem, because it dates back to... It dates back to when... Uh, I, I, not the Crusades, but some kind of Christian pilgrimage to, obviously, the Holy City. Grotty Grog House, you said fake. Yeah, it was fake. Pilgrim's Progress, again, it obviously, it's a very famous book, and there's a Weatherspoons pub also called The Pilgrim's Progress. Cat and Custard Pot, you said fake, that's actually real. Bloody hell. <coughs> Cock and Pussy, <laughs> as we all know, unfortunately, it's fake. The horse, I think I said Haridan, the horse Haridan is fake, 
and the Vestal Virgin is fake. I think you both said they were both real. Jolly Taxpayer, you said they were real. Yeah, that's real. As is the Honest Politician that you said was fake. That's a real pub. There is no such thing. Uh, there isn't, but that's why it's such a great name. The Quiet Woman, again, you suggested there's no such thing. That is a real pub, yes. Nowhere in, nowhere in particular is a real pub. You said it was fake. Yeah. The Morons Wager, yeah, I'm afraid that is fake. The Japs Eye, <laughs> didn't you say, you said it was fake and it yeah, was fake. Uh, the Blind Harlot, you said was fake and is. The Old Fighting Cox, I'm afraid, is real. And is in the Guinness Book of Records as being the oldest pub in the UK. So oh. The Old Fighting Cox is a real pub. Perhaps the oldest. Uh, Bishop's Finger, you said was real and it is. Kidnapped Infant, you said was fake and is. And Boiled Bones Tavern, you claim was real. I'm afraid I just made it up. Oh. But we had a lot of fun. Um, and we have kind of overrun our time, but then it is a subject very close to Mike's heart. And, of course, we all love a good pub. So, nothing left to say, really, but we're off to the pub, aren't we, Mike? We are. <laughs> so We're uh, down a boozer. So, leave us some comments, if you will, on our Late Night Large page. Yes, like the page. Get Please. on there. Facebook, Late Night Large. Like it comment talk to us please interact do. yes i hope you've enjoyed this week's theme of pubs we've enjoyed it immensely and like i say we're off down the boozer good night <laughs>